everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the I'll Be Back podcast. I am recording this on a Wednesday night, uh, and oof, taking the smallest sip of an Irish whiskey, and I was really excited because the football team finally won. I was thinking that this episode would be talking about two good wins, and then Monday night happened. And I was kind of speechless. <laughs> like, literally, that's kind of the only way I left that game. I was speechless. Uh, I'm sure, as most of you know at this point, uh, Temple Basketball lost their first game of the season, home opener, season opener to Wagner. The Wagner Seahawks. Didn't know that's who they were. Uh, don't pretend to know a lot about Wagner. They obviously are the better team than us as of this week and this season, which words I never thought I would say. Uh, as I mentioned, really excited because Temple football finally had a game that I was wanted to talk about. Figured talk about even though Temple basketball looked like they were struggling, I was like, "There's no way they will lose this game, zero chance." And I'll just preview the Nova game. And oh man, uh, I thought about starting with football, but I think I'm just gonna start with basketball and just dive in. Like what the what the f? Unreal! I cannot believe that we lost. I was at that game. Uh, if most of you listened to last week's episode, I was actually on a bachelor party. Come home Sunday. I am dead tired Sunday, all day, all night. Landed around 1 o'clock, get home by 2.30. You know, by the time you check in the airport, check out of the airport, whatever it is, and uh, get home. And I'm just dead. And it's like, I would love to sleep tomorrow night, but it's the first game of the basketball season. I got to go. At least I'll see a win. At least I'll be happy. Uh, the team came out, props to Wagner. They were playing aggressive defense. You, you know, you could be mad at the refs. I thought they could have called more fouls, but they didn't. We got called for seven offensive fouls, which I, I think, uh, Kyle Gauss, if you're out there, that's got to be a record. I thought that looks like a stat would be up his alley. Um, uh, I just, wow. Came out slow, but. You know, halftime, it looked like they were getting it to, like, that 6 to 8 to 10 range by half. And the guy I was watching the game with, Jonas, who's been on the show once or twice before, um, we were like, you know what, this isn't that bad. You get it to 7, 8, and then the better team will just slowly pull away. And they got it to 14 midway through the second half. I think it was 14 with 8 minutes to go. And we just stopped playing good defense. Gave up a lot, a lot of open jumpers and threes. There was one or two that was like, shit, they made a really good shot. And offense, they just, like, Caleb Battle had a really good drive that rolled out. Damian Dunn had a good putback that just didn't go in. Uh, I Hicks looked kind of lost. Jaleel White got in foul trouble. I thought Jamil Reynolds actually played decent. They had a couple of good offensive plays where they jumped it to him, but he got into foul trouble. Again, that's if you want to complain about the refs. I'm not arguing with you. I was yelling some profanities at them and some words were said. I think they could hear me. I don't know if it mattered. Um, Nick Jordan had a a really good block, but he also had, you know, some not good plays. Caleb Battle started off on the bench. I didn't agree with it, but I don't know if that was just because they thought he was coming back from an injury and they were trying to ease him in. Then he started off 0 for 6, I think, at one point. Had a, basically an air ball 3. I don't know if it nicked the backboard or nicked the back of the rim from the angle he was shooting. 
Uh, he didn't look good. Then he looked like the Caliph battle that we knew. Uh, he had a, a couple moments, spurts, runs on his own where it was like swish three, drive that looked good, swish three. Um, he had his moments where he looked great, but he, he definitely started off slow. Um, which, again, me and my buddy Jonas were like, you know, he's 0 for 6, like, hoof. What happened? And then it, then you could just see it. And he had those plays where you're like, this is the possibly future NBA player, where he looks like the best guy on the court. Damian Dunn had a great first half. I think he had 15 of our first, like, 23 points, lived at the foul line. I know Temple Hoops tweeted out. He set the record. He was 18 for 18 at the line um, in the game, which props to him. He looked bad in overtime, though. I don't know if he was forcing it. I don't know if Aaron McKee was telling him to keep forcing it. He had, like, I think three plays in a row where he drove, lost the ball, or drove and created nothing. Um, Hasir Miller would have liked him to be a little bit more aggressive. Uh, he was not as aggressive as I thought he would be. He had a couple good drives. Don't get me wrong. He had one or, again, me and my buddy Onus were saying he looks like a good floor general out there. Running the offense, would like him to score a little bit more. Um, I have it up here. Miller finished with four points, two of two shooting. Like, yeah, two, like I said, two, two good drives. Um, he played 39 minutes. I felt like at times seemed like he sat a little bit more. Maybe that's just him disappearing, uh, deferring to Dunn and battle, which, you know, understandable in that offense. But, uh, John Kutch, I thought he did exactly what you expected him to do. Could have had more rebounds or block shots. Didn't really think defensively his length, I think, prevented him from getting some of those stats. You know, like people weren't shooting on him because they just knew they couldn't. Um, and rebounding, uh, only two rebounds. Like to see more, but Hicks, one for eight, one for six from three. Just shot wasn't falling. He had a really bad, one, you know, in Clutch game time fade away, falling into uh, basically behind the backboard. I don't know what that shot was. Definitely weren't looking for that. Um, Jaleel White, one point. Definitely expect more out of him. You know, it's Aaron McKee in his post game. He was basically speechless, shocked, shook, whatever you want to call it. I'm leaving the game. Whew. I mean, when they sent it to overtime, I was like, Part of me is like, we should win in overtime. We're still the better team. Like, we'll figure this out. And part of me is like, this is just Temple, you know, Groundhog Day version of Temple basketball. You know, wash, rinse, repeat. We've done it. We've seen it. We, The expectations uh, exceeded most they've ever been in eight years, maybe. I'll at least give five years. Um... Really thought you all you had to do was just not lose to Wagner to start off the year, and you're you're still you know you're going to the Nova game one to zero with big expectations to compete with them, maybe beat them. Uh, you know, after the game, I already had people messaging me, texting me, worst loss and how long, worst loss ever, worst loss, definitely worst opener ever. Is this a bad enough? You know how the tournament goes by the quad. You know, quad one, quad two, quad three, quad four. This is a quad four loss. Is this going to keep us out of the tournament? You know, if we ended up 20-win team, and it's like, well, they lost to Wagner week one. Uh, they're out. So it's, it sucks. Didn't come to play. 
but then they did. I mean, they're up 14 in the final eight minutes of the game. You can't, you just can't lose that game. And McKee had some questionable coaching decisions. Uh, the specifically timeout at the end of, uh, well, well, we'll backtrack a little. At the end of regulation, up 10, or yeah, up three, 10 seconds to go, don't foul. And I literally said, like, you got to foul here, right? Didn't foul. Nick Trudane came back on defense kind of late as a trailer and just didn't get a guy. Um, and they bury a three. And then I don't even know what the inbounds play after that was. That was weird. Um, and then in overtime, McKee calls a timeout. They're at the foul line shooting two, and they make the first one, and he calls a timeout. Middle of the foul shots, and uh, Jonas, who I'm watching the game with, he's like, so now he has to draw up two plays, one if they make it, one if they miss it. And, I, you know, I think it's just confusing your guys and asking them to ask too much. Uh, think of too much. Like, why would you just not wait until the second shot? Like, either he misses it or makes it, and you call timeout then. So really just that confused me. Obviously, at the end of the game, just a lot of things confused me. Uh, up 14, eight minutes to go. I think most people would figure out a way to win that game. Uh, and then just, yeah, uh, dumbfounded. I don't know. I re- I'm kind of out of uh, vocab words to uh, explain just what the heck happened. Props to Wagner. Props to their coach. Got his first career coaching game, first career win. They had a couple, you know, we're the opposing fans. Of course, we're going to be annoyed by their antics and how they're playing and what they're doing. They had some guys who did not shy down. Again, they hit, um, I'm going to assume it was their guard. They had a couple guards, Hunt, Moore, and Williams. Those guys were attacking the rim, hoisting threes. One guy was one for nine from three. One guy was one for three from three. Another guy was two for seven from three. Um, but they they hung in. They stayed till the end. Uh, I thought the Jameel Reynolds offense wasn't awful and probably should have went to it earlier. I know the offensive fouls thing was just, uh, I those refs, I don't know what their deal was. And it seemed like Wagner's guys were getting away with some hand checks. So the combination of we're getting called for offensive fouls and their guys are just tapping us every play. It seemed I maybe that's when McKee's got to try to get a technical foul and show his respect for his players and what they're doing out there. Um, maybe swing the momentum. Tough, real tough. And yeah, uh, I, you, yeah, like I said, you know, Miller's, you know, ran the offense well. Maybe he's got to be more aggressive. Jaleel White can't be scoring one point. Zach Hicks cannot be gone one for eight, one for six from three. And I'm sure McKee told all these guys this after the game. There's really no sugarcoat in this one. I mean, Battle and Dunn combined for 45 of the points, I think it is. Yeah. So that's more than half. Um, and if you throw Jordan in it, that's 55 because uh, he had 10. And Jordan actually, like I said, I think he played a pretty good game. I did yell. He had a weird pull-up, turnaround, fadeaway, air ball, jumper, like 17-footer. And I, I've i had decent seats, and I yelled, Nick, that's not your shot. And I think he heard me. Um, he had, I will say... Defensively, he ended up with four blocks, um, and one of the 
better blocks I've ever seen live in person of a basketball game when the Wagner player went up for a dunk. Uh, so if you want to talk about getting one good block shot, that's cool, but I'd prefer the win. Uh, Dunn and Battle, I thought, they, you know, like both of them have a little bit of swagger to them, a little toughness, and they showed it at times, but, like, you can't believe losing to Wagner backing that up. I thought Battle, won, like I said, started off over six, kind of came alive the rest of the game. Uh, so, but that slow start, and he tweeted about it. He said, that one's all me, guys. Won't happen again, which I appreciate, you know, and I think I every player on this team has probably a reason to tweet that. Uh, Dunn, I know he went 18 for 18 at the line, scored 29 points, but in the overtime, like I said, he had some costly turnovers. He also, in the end of regulation, I think he had a putback that if it goes in, we win that game. Like it was with under two minutes to go. And he, it's just, you know, a lot of what ifs, a lot of this, that, and the other. Um, I know there was a jump ball in the final. Uh, I forget if it was overtime or the end of the game that I was annoyed by. It's like how they call that a jump ball. I thought we had possession already. But can't be coming down to Wagner with one play here, one play there. Like you should, you're 16 point favorites. You're at home. And I thought the student section was probably better than we've seen in a while. You have freshmen, it's their first game. They don't, they haven't lived and died like we have the last couple of years with this team. And they don't know the downs that we've went through. Uh, I saw a decent crowd there. And really hard to tell them all to come back after that. Uh, so, Nova game on Friday. Nova beat LaSalle, and saw some tweets about it. I, you know, for one point, I think LaSalle was down 18, and then kind of seems like in the end of the second half, they kept it close-ish, almost cut it to 10, but didn't really quite ever have a shot of winning the game. Uh, I don't know. Uh, if we won, I would have said we did our job, and it wasn't pretty, but the better team won. We lost, so... Uh, I'm sure all of you are out there convincing yourselves how we can recover. How can we beat Nova? Maybe it'll be a bounce back game. And I don't know. It's going to be tough. It's. Yeah. So I will be there Friday. I will be there and cheering them on. I want us. I, I want us to win. I want us to be good. I want to make the tournament. I want Temple basketball to compete with Nova. I want Temple basketball to beat Wagner easily and beat the teams that they are better than easily. I I think they have their roster to do it this year. I looked up and down their roster, and they have a lot of guys who can play. I don't know what happened. First game jitters. Maybe we over uh, overrate them, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah. Friday, Nova, 7 o'clock, be a pub web by, I don't know, 5.30. Um, anyway, to bring on a happier note, better note, Temple football won a football game. They actually played incredibly incredibly well. Probably one of their best games in two years, I guess, other than the Memphis game last year. This is their best game performance win, whatever you want to call it. Uh, offense. Wow, 600-plus yards, uh, 
or no, it wasn't 600 total yards. It was close to 600. Um, six to 344 yards passing. And, oh, no, it was 621 yards. Yeah, 621 yards. Uh, 344 passing, 277 rushing. Uh, Edward Sadie, player of the game by far, uh, he did well. I mean, he had 75-yard run, a couple other big runs. Um, and this is a, you know, running team that has been atrocious all year. Uh, he might have gotten more yards in that game than he had all season. Uh, so that is saying a lot. Uh, USF's defense, we knew going into it, was brutal. And, yeah, so he has 444 yards total. I believe, on the year. And, I oh know he was 555 on the year, so 265 uh, in that game. So he still, he got half of his yards in one game. Uh, I don't think, he only had 325 all last year. So he almost got more yards in that game than he did all last season. Uh, EJ Warner, best game as a uh, college player, I would say. 344 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, he looked good. Obviously, uh, Donica Sanders making a one-handed catch helps. Jose Barbone had a really good game. Ahmad Anderson seems like he's really turned around the last couple of weeks. Uh, he had f- uh, five catches, 54 yards. Uh, now, if you remember, I said I was at a bachelor party, so I was watching this. Oh, sorry, ESPN ad. Uh, as I'm on their website <laughs> looking for stats. Uh the uh, I was on the bachelor party and I'm sitting in bars in Austin just like watching my phone and yelling. Uh, we did get it on ESPN Plus on the TV in the living room for the first quarter, and then we went out and I'm just staring at my phone, watching us yelling it at it and showing all my friends who could care less. Um, I don't even know if any of them took the time to bet on it, uh, so I couldn't even enjoy it too much with anybody. I appreciate. Uh, uh, Tom Sharp, I was able to call, and we uh, talked about it while I was there. Uh, he was, you know, I told him, obviously, I can't make it to the tailgates this weekend. Uh, so it seems like it wasn't the biggest crowd, uh, which, you know, they're 2-6 and six at going into the game and playing a 1-7 and seven, uh, team going into it. So it wasn't the biggest, you know, matchup in general in the whole country. Plus, I think everybody's just so Philly sports out, having to worry about the Phillies every night and the Eagles. Um, so, yeah, Temple football. Well done. Defense, I wish, could have played a little bit better. Uh, you know, they had their good plays, obviously, here and there, but giving up 28 points to uh, USF, probably not ideal. Um, they'd have an interception. And let's see. Did they... They had, they forced a couple fumbles, so, uh, yeah, defense is what it is. Take the win. You can't, can't complain, realistically. We, we got a win. We're three and six, theoretically still bowl eligible. Uh, do they win this week against Houston, which I think his game is at two or three o'clock? Um, and the following week is Cincinnati, so, Probably not getting my hopes up for that. So, yeah, this uh, upcoming Saturday, 3 o'clock against Houston. Uh, I know Houston uh, was just in that super thriller against um, SMU. What was the final of that? 77 to 63. 
as a loss. So, hey, if you're Temple's offense, you just had your best game of the season, scoring 54 points, 600-plus yards. Um, I think they said it was um, Temple had uh, – they didn't punt. Yeah, it was no punts the entire game for Temple. So that was cool. Um, yeah, so Temple football wins and Temple basketball loses. If Who would have thought on Friday – one team wins, one team loses. You had to bet which is which. Um, probably more likely that we are losing to USF than uh, Temple basketball losing to Wagner. Um, no offense, Temple football. Love you guys. But if I was a betting man on Friday and you told me we come out of the weekend or out of – I leave Monday night leaving Leah Core Center, Temple Athletics went one and one uh, in those games. But that is what happened. We will regroup, recover. I know I'll, this is recording on a Wednesday. It'll be Thursday, Friday by the time you guys listen to it. Uh, hopefully you've recovered, you know, done the old convince yourself we're back by some way. I feel like as Temple fans, we always do. We find a way. Um, shout out Andy, who is the leader of the Tough Fund, who I've had on the show many times. Met up with him after the game. We had some words, and I think he spoke for all of us when he – just said how we were feeling. He said it in a, a way that I couldn't. Uh, it's just like, dude, Temple Sports. <sighs> yeah, so that's all I got for tonight. Uh, you know, it's one game into this season. Can we turn it around? If we're one and one come Saturday morning, life is good. Is uh, it like selling your soul to beat Wagner to or lose to Wagner to beat Nova? I don't know. Is that what we did to the sports gods? Uh, and also see what Villanova has to play, has to offer. Like I said, I was at the game Monday, so I didn't really get a chance to watch Nova LaSalle. Uh, well, they have the new head coach, so can't, I assume he's running essentially Jay Wright's offense with the four guards anyway. I know Eric Dixon, uh, he seemed like he had a really good game. He's probably one of Nova's better players. If I had to say, watch out for somebody. He's like their six foot five, six foot six power forward. Uh, he's he's been a real good player all his career, and I think this might be his breakout season. So, Caleb Battle, I wonder if he'll start on Friday. Be curious if you throw him back in the starting lineup, seeing how slow he started coming off the bench, and it didn't obviously result in a good result having him come off the bench. So, my guess is, does he start for Hicks or White? That'll be the question mark. So. Anyway, that's all I got. Thanks for listening as always, guys, and I'll be back.